magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. You know, coming up here in a little bit, we got to have a long conversation with the people of central Indiana about embellished profile <laughs> photo person. Because this is getting out of control. These people should be on an episode of American Greed for Fraud because these profile photos. Kev, I don't even know how you. I don't want to get into it yet. I want to save it for Hammer because I guarantee he's going to have an epic take on this. But I don't know you as a single guy and Ethan, you're you're in the sphere now. I don't know how you guys do it because yeah. what I'm observing on the social media now is just out and out just fraud. It's it's pretty bleak, I got to admit. I'm going to we're going to lay into this coming up in a little bit because this is it is out of out of control. You show up thinking you're meeting someone and you get something different and that is just unbelievable. But first, speaking of people who are unbelievable, by the way, it is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Ethan Hatcher's in for Casey today. Uh Kevin's here. Unbelievable person is Mitt Romney. Because Mitt. you said you said Ethan during the break. There is an alternate world. In which Mitt Romney became president of the United States. There's an alternate world where Mitt Romney, when Candy Crowley throws that yellow flag, because Mitt Romney was winning. Yeah. He he smoked Obama in the first debate. Even the Democrats were like, oh my gosh, Obama did so bad. And the polls showed Romney was winning and was surging. And then and then that second debate, she throws the yellow flag and he just crawls under his desk. It's like, oh, sorry, I had any ideas. There's some alternate universe where Mitt Romney pointed at her and told her to kiss his backside and that Obama was taking the country straight to hell and he was going to be the guy who was going to fix it. And he becomes president of the United States. Instead, he gets destroyed by Obama. And then instead of doing any sort of self-reflection on why he got destroyed by Obama, which is conservatives didn't want anything to do with him because he showed himself to be what he would have been as president, which is just some weak-kneed wimp who would have given in to the Democrats, he doubles down on it and has basically spent the past seven years telling conservatives how awful they are, especially people who voted for Donald Trump. <laughs> so Trump Trump did an interview with someone. I forget who it was. It doesn't even matter. And he got asked about Mitt Romney, and this response is just absolutely 100% awesome. Well, Mitt's a loser, and he's been a loser for a long time, and he has no respect in the Republican Party. He's a terrible Republican, and he, I think he's terrible for the nation also. And uh, I saw him marching with the Antifa and the groups down Washington with his mask on. You couldn't even see his face. Uh, and they were marching, and these were, these were real terrorists and very bad people who he was marching with. He didn't even know the difference. Now, Mitch, he's really, I think having him, I call him kryptonite. If he endorses somebody, uh, that person loses. I had a couple of people that I endorsed, and they took a big lead. All of a sudden, I saw their lead was gone. What happened? They associated them with Mitt Romney. And once they became disassociated, they went back up. But in those cases, they really wanted to be disassociated. Now, Mitt's a loser. He's <laughs> technically up for re-election next year. He hasn't said what he's going to do. Do you think he should call Well, the right quits, candidate or? will beat him. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a great state. Uh, the right candidate will beat him. 
I think beat him easily. Uh, Mitt's, a, Mitt's a loser, and I couldn't have said it any <laughs> I, I just love <laughs> the free-flowing stream of consciousness yes. from Donald Trump. And, you know, he, he, he circles back to the point a couple of times, Mitt's a loser. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's I've, I've, to, I've told this story, obviously, many times before, but when I interviewed Trump, my favorite thing about interviewing Trump was when you are interviewing a high-profile person of any sort, while they won't directly say what question or are they going to are you going to ask him or her they will lay out especially politicians someone running for a very high profile political office they will lay out with you if they have any sort of handler or media people what you know what would you like to talk to them about what are the topics you wish to discuss so, okay we're all in agreement that these will be the topics by which you wish to discuss every high profile politician if they're worth anything has people who will do that with trump they never asked me, what would you like to talk about? Hey, your interviews at such and such a time. We'll see you then. Here's where you got to go. Here's where you get through the Secret Service, blah, blah, blah. We look forward to seeing you then. Okay, cool. Got there. Never asked. He strolls in off the elevator, walks in. Hey, this is Rob Kendall. Oh, very nice to meet you. Let's do it. Sits down. How are my levels? Test one, two, test one, two. Let's go. I mean, just nothing. No idea. And then when he starts rolling, you're right. It is this this comical level of bravado yeah that you often wonder does he even believe what he's saying but he's so good at it i don't think you could fake it i think it's actually a genuine level of ridiculous ridiculous bravado one of our favorite things from the administration was the infamous helicopter presser where he'd just take questions from the press in front of marine one and you know let him let him ramble on and of course that was the beauty of the helicopter presser because once he was done with the press he could be like i don't hear you over the <laughs> over the helicopter and then and then you head off you know and, and it's look this has been while it has been great for us because it's i mean that clip is hilarious and there's so many of him out there doing that it has been of also a detriment to him because he has been unwilling oftentimes to say no to being interviewed to people by people who do not have his best interest or want to see him succeed and how many times on cnn or bob woodward or whoever did him letting those vipers into his orbit end up biting him biting him you know right in the backside and it doesn't appear any of that's changing and maybe he can't change maybe he's probably incapable of changing and doesn't want to because clearly he likes he likes all publicity even bad publicity yeah but i don't that doesn't help you win the presidency it, it doesn't help you it one of the reasons i got out of politics is i didn't have to be nice to people that i didn't like I, just a totally honest assessment here, Ethan. One of the reasons I decided to not run for further political office, there were multiple ones that went into it. But one of the biggest ones was I was tired of having to sit in meetings or be around people that I simply did not care for. And yet, because you might need their vote on them on some topic, you got to be nice to them. You got to eat their crap. You got to you got to pl play nicey nice with people. And I said, I'm not doing that anymore. I don't have the Timberman do this anymore. I'm going to be dead of a stroke by the time I'm 35. I got to get out of this. I come here. And every day I come here and I say exactly what I think of people. Politics, part of being a successful politician is the ability to coalition build. And that means sometimes not say exactly what you think about someone. And in the case of Trump, he's just never shown the ability to do that. That's why his his uh, vote totals, not not vote totals, but his percentage of the vote never grew from 2016 yeah. because he didn't bring new people into the equation. 
how detrimental ultimately has it been to him? Because it seems no matter what the media or politicians have thrown his way, he's risen it to yet new heights of success. Even the indictments against him, he has managed to coalesce into an enormous fundraising apparatus. He is rising that to a wave of success in the primaries. Like anything they throw at him, the more attention you give to Donald Trump, he is able to uh, uh, marshal that in his favor. But it comes back to what's your goal? If your goal is, yes, to be the center of attention and be the center of sympathy from a block of people, then yes, he's a resounding success. He's not the president right now, though. And if your goal in running for public office and being an incumbent running for public office is to is to continue to win the elections, then by that standard, he has failed. And I don't see what he's done the past three years in which he, he has made it very clear. Look, I've learned from my mistakes and I continue to put this out there to the people that are only Trump supporters. And I'm not being facetious. I'm not being mean. I'm not trying to be insulting by saying this. What has he done the past three years that you say the election result of 2024 will be different than 2020 based on the actions of Donald Trump? I don't see it. I put it to you. Do you see it? No, but what he is is the physical manifestation of a middle finger to everyone on the left. And I, I think that's what it part of the attraction is. It's not about the policy. It's about the personality. It's about the it's about the brand statement. And Trump has been very successful about building a brand around his name. Everything up in gold, everything big, everything the best, everything Trump. And <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a wild world. Speaking of wild worlds, okay, so there is a news survey out. It's an I and I tip survey that say sixty three percent of Americans believe that Biden should leave the presidency if allegations of corruption and bribery by foreign powers prove true. Well, I think we're done here on that, right? So, I mean, shouldn't they just say sixty three percent of Americans believe that Biden should leave the presidency? Because haven't they? I mean, if you don't believe it by now, what is going to be the thing by which you say, yeah, boy, he, I guess I've changed my mind. He probably did that. That's disappointingly low. Shouldn't it be higher? If guilty of the accusations <laughs> against point. him, I would hope more than 63% should think he would step aside. 33% say Biden shouldn't be impeached, while 30% say he should resign immediately if the charges are proven true, according to Newsmax. Um, this is interesting because literally high crimes and misdemeanors is the standard by which people are supposed to be impeached. Not the Not guy even. told people to go home on January 6th or the guy made a phone call to Ukraine saying, hey, you probably ought to investigate this and find out what's going on here because this has some ramifications. It's literally the standard is high crime and misdemeanor. Uh bribery and corruption with foreign governments, if that's not either a high crime or a misdemeanor, I don't know what is. Yeah. It, it's baffling. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. When we come back, by the way, it's Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Ethan Hatcher's in for Casey today. Bud Light's parent company has lost a staggering amount of money since hiring Dylan Mulvaney. We'll give you the number when we come back. It's Kendall and Casey show 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
remember. So, uh, breaking news. It turns out if you employ a man who pretends to be a little girl as your spokesperson, that's probably not going to end well for you if your target is uh, is men. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Ethan Hatcher in for Casey today. Kevin is here as well. So Daily Mail had, uh, I'm sorry, Post Millennial had a new article out about how much money Bud Light has lost, or the parent company of Bud Light, since they employed Dylan Mulvaney. And Ethan, we've talked about this many, many times since the whole Dylan Mulvaney debacle happened. They tried to pass it off on like this some rogue marketing agent. Oh, this woman, she made a big mistake and we didn't know and blah, blah, blah. There's no way, is there, No, that you would say, I'm going to take a, arguably the largest beer company in the country, world, whatever, and we're just going to go with a marketing strategy where we take a man who pretends to be a little girl as our spokesperson, and somebody just has the ability to do that that's in middle management somewhere. Well, she she talked about that, uh, did Heiner Schneid on uh, that podcast, where she basically said it was her job as the new marketing director, vice president, to rebrand and shift the focus of Bud Light away from those fratty guys and into something that was altogether more inclusive, uh, you know, to stroke that DEI, yeah. uh, you know, equity uh, plan and get more loans from uh, from the banks. So, so she... Is is there still their assertion that she just went on her own and didn't have to? I mean, is 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 the people who own the, the parent company of Bud Light is AB InBev? Are they so poorly run that some middle management person can just make this choice and destroy your brand? No, it, it aligned it aligned with uh, the philosophy of upper management. That's why she was allowed to get away with it. Clearly, but I think she was the originator of the idea, and you know, it was green lit by the upper, upper upper executives. This is a staggering number that I'm about to read. Numbers plural. So the second quarter earnings report for this AB InBev. They reported a 10.5% drop in revenue for its U.S. market and a 28.2% drop in core profit. Um, And it has lost $390 million since last year. But this is like the only thing that has gone this way. We've had other boycotts, other brands that have dabbled in wokeism, and it's never, it's never caught on the same way that the Bud Light boycott has. And if you want a direct one-to-one parallel, um, remember for International Women's Day, Hershey earlier in the year ran a transgendered ad with uh, Faye Johnstone to promote their Hershey chocolate. And out of that, Jeremy Boring launched uh, the chocolate binary from uh, Daily uh, Daily Mail. Uh, he, him, and uh, he, or, uh, she, her chocolate bars well but it didn't catch on hershey uh profitability and stock prices have only grown since their association and affiliation with that transgendered uh activist in their marketing campaign it just for bud light it really took off yeah it sort of surprised me well okay so i I, I thought it would wear off a couple things with that one so whether it's target or hershey your core consumer base is not overwhelmingly men Right at at a target, I would guess, and I'm not an expert in target. Do men not like chocolate? 
Like They're chocolate. not out buying, Ethan, compared to beer, men are not buying Hershey's chocolate bars at the same rate they are buying beer. Your target audience is, if you are a, a beer distributor, Miller Lite, Bud Light, Coors Light, that is men, right? The, the, yeah. tar- the target, the overwhelming amount of consumers of that product sure. is men. Whereas Hershey's or Target... It's at least split, probably in the case of a Target, there's more women that shop there than men because that is more women do that sort of shopping. So I don't think it's as going to be as detrimental because of the consumer base. And two, there's just something, just even even people who are willing to tolerate the woke stuff, there's something, or can ignore it, there's something so egregious about taking a grown man who not only pretends to be a woman, like Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, whatever we're calling him, her, whatever these days. Yeah, okay, (laughs) that's weird. But he, she, whatever, is entitled to do that, and they don't rub it in people's faces, and he he is a man who now says, I'm a grown woman. He's not a grown man who says, look at me, I'm a little girl. Yeah. There are, there are very, very offensive tones to what Dylan Mulvaney does. And it's offensive outside of the standpoint of somebody just simply going, I don't agree with that lifestyle or I don't agree with that choice. Yeah. It is based on what has gone on in this country with various issues related to children. There are, that is, I mean, it is, it is just, Mind-blowing that they thought that that, uh, the parent company of Bud Light thought this was going to be okay. I do think you've accurately distilled what it is about Dylan Mulvaney that put people over the edge. Because this isn't even the first time that Bud Light has dabbled in woke virtue signaling. Because I I think it was uh, last year, a couple years ago, they ran uh, rainbow cans on their Bud Lights. You know, uh, put the the pride flag all over the cans, sold it during Pride Month. And nope, you know, there, there was... Barely a mention of it. It didn't seem to offend the masses the same way that this partnership with Dylan Mulvaney did. And I do think you are absolutely correct in identifying it is all the more offensive. Not only is he masquerading as the opposite sex, but to pretend to be a young, you know, a little girl it yeah. is really beyond the pale. It, it does. Be, if you are against Gross. grown men pretending to be Gross. little little girls, it doesn't make you a bigot. It doesn't make you a homophobe. It doesn't make you transphobic. It makes you a person who says, as an adult, and given what has gone on in this country related to children and adults, and I think we've only scratched the surface on many of these issues, that we are not going to engage in that. We're not going to support that. We're not going to prop that up. We're not going to pretend it's okay. And uh, call us whatever you want. We are not going to say that it is okay as a mega corporation to have a grown man who pretends to be a little girl as your as your spokesperson. And, and while we're all here, I think we can agree as friends, um, I, I hope, that yeah. that is the next thing, right? Because if, if we can pretend to be the, you know, the opposite gender, then surely the next thing is we'll be able to pretend to be an age that we aren't. Yeah. Oh, well, if I identify as a six-year-old, I guess that means I am. No, you're not. And, here, and again, we, we, we've said this many times before, but it's absolutely true. Uh, the people who many years ago, because I was in state government when this battle was going on, who vehemently fought gay marriage warned 
that this would be the next step. And I've always come at the marriage, and we've talked about this many times, where I don't believe the government should be involved in marriage, period. That's between people yep. and a church. And if, if, if the church wants to allow it, you don't have to agree with it, and that's between those people. But if the government is going to be in marriage, then you can't just say, well, one person can get married and one can't. But the people who were adamant about gay marriage said, if you open this Pandora's box, this will be the next thing. And to their credit and the detriment yep. of our society, they have been proven exactly right because within 10 years time, you have one of the largest, most powerful brands in the world who is now using or used a grown man who pretends to be a little girl as their spokesperson. Those people who fought the gay marriage stuff were exactly right. And if you are, because it, and it is not about being homophobic or transphobic or whatever, it is the Dylan Mulvaney stuff is not okay. It's Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WIBC. Ethan's in for uh, Casey today. Voicemails when we come back. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you had 317-684-8444 is the phone number. 317-684-8444. If you would like to be a part of this award-winning program, that is where you leave your voice message. I'm Rob Ethan Hatcher's in for Casey today. Kevin is here, and uh, we got a great, great voicemail about what's going on in this country right now and i thought this lady was awesome she was on fire kev go hi kendall and kissy love your show i am so sick of all this stuff about former president trump doing all these things that they're saying what about al gore in the uh 2000 election he said that he lost the election and it went clear to the supreme court what about Hillary Clinton in 2016? She said she lost the election because of the Russian interference. The only interference in the 2016 election was her stupidity and the Russia, Russia, Russia debacle. I am sick of former uh, Barr and Pence throwing Trump under the bus. They are not true American citizens. All they think about is themselves. This country had better wake up because they are taking us down the road and we're going to be a socialist country if something isn't changed in this next election. Uh, she is right, except we are already a mostly socialist country. We just lie and tell ourselves we aren't. But uh, we have all the tenets of socialism fully, fully encompassed into our government now. Um, look, I think she sums up where a lot of people are at. And I just cannot get over the fact that Mike Pence is flushing 23 years down the drain, going out groveling for one dollar uh, so he can make a debate stage so he can get his ass handed to him by by Donald Trump. I mean, it's, it's just pathetic that the, the, what Mike Pence has turned into. And it, well, it's a fitting in for the guy. Yeah. But it's just, 
it just blows my mind. What, the, what, the whole thing. What I don't understand is why he's even trying to moderate his feelings on the matter. Like, dude, just go down with the ship. You know it's an unpopular viewpoint. You know it's an unpopular yeah. position that isn't going to resonate with the base right now and will surely end up in your dece- d- uh, defeat. Just resign yourself to that and be forthright. Be straightforward instead of trying to pad the language. Well, I don't think that uh, uh, any president who places himself above the Constitution, right. or any person who places themselves above the Constitution should be president. Like, just say the thing. Say it straightforward. Yeah, and, you know, I, look, Mike Pence has always been a big fat phony, and that's been one of my major yeah. issues with him, because I saw it firsthand. I was around the people that, that were with him, and uh, I've dubbed them, you know, over many years, the gravy train brigade, because <laughs> that's what they were. These were people who didn't want to work a real job, and they recognized this guy's the meal ticket, and we're going to do everything we can to prop him up as long as as long as we can. And the uh, by the way, the, the Pence people are getting super vicious now because they know the gravy train brigade is making its last stop, and no. these, these people might actually have to get real jobs, although they've been milking Mike Pence long enough. Some of them are almost to retirement at this point. Um but here, here, look, it, so then they rode the gravy train to success. Well, but, I mean, they did. They're the classic government, the, the gov- golden parachute connected government people. Yeah, they did. And here is the thing with Pence, and this is what I observed: he's a big fat phony, and everybody's seeing it right now about what Mike Pence is. Mike Pence never liked Donald Trump. He never believed in Donald Trump. He never believed in Donald Trump's vision of America. His wife, everybody knew this, hated Donald Trump. I'm sure when he had to try to convince her that it was a good idea for him to team up with Trump, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in that conversation. But he recognized, he being Mike Pence, I'm about to go down in flames to John Gregg in my reelection because I've done a really crappy job running the state. I've embarrassed the the state nationally multiple times and this is the end of the road for me and the gravy train brigade told him you got to take this position because this is it for you palski and so he sold out mike pence has never believed in donald trump he never he lied for four years and now it's no longer politically expedient for him to do so so he's trying to save his backside by morphing into whatever he thinks he needs to be to to keep his last king on the checkerboard moving side to side. Isn't it hilarious at what, what what these people will do to sell out anything to remain in power, including and up to kissing ass and brown nosing? Um, Mike Pence and the Gravy Train Brigade being, of course, a fine example. Also, Hillary Clinton. Let's not forget that there was absolutely no love lost between Barack Obama uh, and that family and the Clintons. She felt like Barack Obama stole her moment in time uh, to become president, but she was happy, cozy, and up and being Secretary of State. She sure was great. Okay, so yesterday we had a conversation about uh, Taylor Swift will be coming to Indianapolis for three days, uh, three just very long days in November of of next year, and um, we had kind of laid out to Kevin that if you are hoping to meet women while on paper you might think that the Taylor Swift concert is a great idea based on it being 99 and three quarters percent women at the concert it's actually a terrible idea because of well 
the sort of music that she plays and if you're a woman going to the Taylor Swift concert you must have some sort of alignment with that music which means you believe that every man you've ever had a failed relationship with is the man's fault and not yours and they're coming in they're coming in with guns blazing you want to meet a woman Kev you go to the new kids on the block concert you go see the backstreet boys you go see boys to men that's where you meet the women at that are down to have a good time if you want to meet a woman don't do it at the Taylor Swift concert now I was very clear I thought I was very clear yesterday but based on this phone call i might not have been that if you are a single man not married or in a long-term relationship but if you are a single man looking to meet women which i thought the meet women's thing would have clarified that but maybe not uh somebody didn't totally understand that hi kendall casey listening to rob this morning talk about taylor swift i had to chuckle because i'm a happily married man and uh took my wife to taylor swift who she really likes, and uh, got a hotel in Cincinnati, and no one threw popcorn on me, but I did score three times that night. Love your show. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, congratulations to that guy. Of course you did. Because you pretended for three and a half solid hours that you were having an enjoyable time being told how much you suck as a man and everything is your fault. Yeah, you probably did have a good evening. He's also already married. He'd already, well, he's that's already, my he's point. He's already done the thing. You're that's there. not yeah. going to work for Kevin. That is absolutely not going to work for Kevin because Kevin is not married, nor is he in a long-term relationship. Right. All right. Speaking of Kevin, are you doing a va- what are you doing? You're doing a vacation at some point. Well, I'm just kind of I was cooking up some ideas the other day. I want to do a day trip somewhere in Ohio. Yeah. And why Ohio? Uh, because here's the thing is like if I just want to drive somewhere, I feel like there's more attractions in Ohio uh-huh. and there's a lot of cool towns. Yeah. yeah. And there's also copious amounts of Indian burial mounds. So this is your thing. You have you have become hung up for some reason on the Indian burial grounds. Well, I've got a fascination with Paleolithic uh, Native American <laughs> history. Course. Sure. Why, and why not? And why wouldn't you? Absolutely. Um, why you, wouldn't you? It's part of American history. Well, yeah, just look, yeah, okay, okay like I'm, I'm just saying if I were a 28 year old single man, which I was at one point in my life and i didn't take a lot of trips but if i were going to go somewhere what would i like to be exploring ancient indian burial grounds is not oh if you are hoping to at any point in your existence have an interpersonal relationship with a member of the opposite sex that is not where here's the thing okay so i'm also going to check out some pubs yeah and do some things that you would consider to be more normal like what are you going to say would you let's say let's say you let's say you go to a as you describe it a pub and you meet some college co-ed who is there working on her psychology degree and you guys hit it off what are you going to say hey would you like to go to the ancient indian burial ground with me i will yeah, probably she's, she's i will have probably already seen the burial oh. mound. i'll hit the pub on the way you know, after the the oh, you'll go on the way back, and then I can tell her all about oh, it. Sure, but yeah. Kev, I mean, this is an educated woman. She's going for a psychology degree, after all. I would think yeah. she's probably taking some anthropology classes too, and might be a little bit jazzed about that burial mound. I think so. Right. Uh, all right. So uh, you'd take it all sorts of input on what you should do. You had Casey line up all these places in Ohio you could possibly visit. Uh, somebody called about your vacation. This message is for Kevin. Um, I was listening to yesterday's show, and I just put it on pause right after Rob just found out that 
Kevin would like to see him at Indian burial ground. And so, Kevin, I know sometimes a mentor can be intimidating <laughs> to people a little bit when it comes to meeting girls, but not to sound like Mr. Miyagi, you are just not ready yet. And you know this. Your passion was very deep uh, for the, the finer tastes in life. And your your heart is Uno Gold. Oh, you should go with that. And you don't need anything to hold you back. Um, you may need your perfect one in another country. Um, but I... I think that when you find the right one, she will find you, and your heart will know this. Yeah, I mean, she's not wrong. I mean, I am passionate about yeah, music. Absolutely. I am fascinated with Indian burial burial mounds. You're a man of I, culture. Yeah, I don't think I should sit back, though, and wait for someone to show up at my doorstep. Yeah. I don't think that works for men no. as well as it does for women. So yeah, maybe it's it's good to be proactive, and I appreciate your mentoring advice. Yeah, absolutely. And it's um, uh, just a newsflash: if you would like to meet Kevin tomorrow, he will be at White River for the Rick Springfield concert. And so oh, yeah, they true. can, if you are an available woman and you would like to meet Kevin and go on this Indian burial ground venture with him, uh, Kev will be there, and I'm sure you would love to meet all of your fans. Yeah, let's see where it goes. You know, Kev, while you're going to check out uh, burial mounds in Ohio, I also highly recommend you go to the Cleveland Cemetery, where there are some really stellar graves, including James Garfield's oh. burial burial monuments, uh, whom I would like to mo- uh, model my own mausoleum after you know with like boss reliefs from moments of my life Did, you know a big mournful thing with a sarcophagus in the center and light pouring in now that is know, fascinating stone work some good stuff I'm gonna have to check that out yeah did you just say I would like to maus what'd you say you you, you are planning your mausoleum yeah, I, was thinking to, ahead. Th- I would like that's to what model- you sit around worried about I'm planning my mausoleum <laughs> boy when I finally kick the bucket my mausoleum's gonna look like <laughs> fill in the blank planning for his future all that's right. what the pharaohs did I want it I want a damn pyramid all right so when we come back Hammer's gonna join us Ethan Hammer was very mean to you yesterday <laughs> and so we are going to give you 60 seconds to get back at Hammer when we come back so get ready get prepared get ready it's coming up next. Kendall Casey Show, 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. So good. That's great stuff. Dennis DeYoung was just... I can't even tell you the level of outstanding Dennis DeYoung was when he was in Sticks. It's Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WIBC. I'm Rob Ethan Hatcher's in for uh, Casey today. Hammer's here. Hammer, hello. The floor is yours. So yesterday, I kind of went off on Ethan <laughs> because Ethan goes out of his way to wear these ridiculous hats, these ridiculous outfits in you know to a place of business. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just kind of having a bad day, and I may have said that Ethan looks like the love child of like <laughs> Willy Wonka and Tom Petty. Yeah. I may have said he looked like Wyatt Earp's stuntman. I may have made fun of the fact that, he, the fact that he had a hat with a bunch of cat hair on it. And then today he comes in with this 
stupid Indiana Jones-like hat with a feather in it. <laughs> I brought this in just to screw with you, old man. You can see it on the YouTube chat. Put that up there, Ethan, for Put everyone that on to there. see. Yeah, there right. you go. Yep. It looks like you were the, like, the first person killed in Young Guns 3. <laughs> so... <laughs> I took a lot of heat yesterday. Oh, you're being too mean to Ethan. Let the record clearly state that if I dish it, I can take it. So here's what's going to happen, Ethan. Here in just a moment, we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock. I'm going to give you 60 seconds to return the favor and roast me. Okay? Okay. On your mark, get set. Begin. Where do I even begin with this gluttonous sack of crap sitting before me? He's aging. He's smelly. He's overweight. He's arthritic. His prime was not, he's not only past his prime, his prime came and went more than 25 years ago in the 90s. His prime was before the Twin Towers fell, as did his fall from grace. Your prime was the Beach Grove glory days of high school and that's why you do beer sample friday every week so you can cry in your beer in a vain wow. attempt to relive the life that has long since passed you by i feel nothing but pity for the sack of crap before me that is encapsulated by jason hammer this gray thinning hair saggy wrinkly old man it's just finish disgusted. strong finish strong you still got some time on the clock. Still got some... Oh, no, that was it. That was really well done. Well done. Well I've done. wanted to say all those things to him for a long time. You realize I get paid for most of the things that you talked about, right? Okay. Hey, I got a question for you. And I feel like you are uniquely qualified to weigh in on this. And this is uh, what I am now dubbing a phony manipulated profile picture person. Okay. that Very articulate. Yes. Thank you. And what I'm talking about is uh, I saw someone who I don't know in person. I only know them through social media. And I don't know if I had ever seen a picture of this person that was not their profile picture. And they posted a photo of themselves, which had not in any way been touched up. And needless to say, the person in that photo looked nothing like the person in the profile picture. Why do people do this? That's fraud, right? Like, and the thing is, I think we've all been there before. <laughs> Let's just go back to your single days and, you know, you see somebody's photo or they send you a picture, you end up meeting up with her and you are expecting some lovely young lady. Next thing you know, you got some sweat hog mama with a face yeah. like a gent. Maybe you're has an Adam's apple, I don't know. And it's total fraud. Yeah, yeah. Like if I'm sending somebody a photo, like when I post photos of myself, there's no Photoshop. Yeah. Jason Hammer is who you get. If you like it, good. If you don't, bite me. Do not care. But I'm not going to send you some picture of me like 80 pounds thinner with a lot more <laughs> hair, Photoshop <laughs> muscles on. Why do women do this? If you're expecting to go out on a date with somebody that looks like Kate Upton and she arrives and she's that big woman from Jardians... <laughs> You should be charged with fraud. Yes. Now, remember that Seinfeld episode where the woman looks hot, depending on the light, and, and she meets Kramer, and, and she's in the bad light, and he goes, oh, I don't know who you are, but Jerry's girlfriend is much more attractive than that. I met her. It's like, it's a, and it's not just, hey, I touched up a little bit, or the lighting's better, or I did a little, you know, I removed a pimple. It's like, you are not within 50 metric tons of the photo that is on the profile photo. I mean, this is just fraud. There was a story from Town Hall the other day. 
the Biden campaign is doing this with Joe. <laughs> they're trying to make him look more lively. So they're making him a little bit more tan, putting some more hair on him, making a smile bigger, making it not look like he's the crypt keeper. They got to enrich the saturation uh, on the color. Because they know they're going to get beat up over this guy is way too old. He's way too decrepit. Yep. He lost his fastball a long time ago. So they're trying to make it look like, you know, he's this young, you know, good-looking, younger, older man. Uh, and, <laughs> That's not true. And you're right. At some point, if you are presenting yourself as this, you have to meet the person in person. Right. You can't fool them forever. Right. No need to, because going back to the dating world, take the politics aside, just the dating world, most dudes, we're not super picky. Yeah. If you're close to the picture, game on. <laughs> let's have some drinks. Let's have some beers. Let's take these pants off. You ever you ever been to Gen Con, by the way? I have not, but I've walked oh. around it. Yeah. Are there any like super attractive people who go to Gen Con? Yes. We were having this d- debate are. Off, off air. Yes. yes. There are. I've seen some attractive mm-hmm. Harley Quinns. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen a Princess Leia mm-hmm. in the yeah. bikini thing before. Now, for every one of those, you're going to find some dude that looks like Tony Katz <laughs> walking around in a spandex onesie. Yeah. So you take the good with the bad. <laughs> What's coming up this afternoon? We are live at the Indiana State Fair. Rob Kendall's going to yeah, be there and hang yeah, out with yeah, us. Yeah. Uh, come on by and hang out three to seven. We're at the tap room by the Harvest Pavilion. All right. All right, Skittle and Casey show. That's Hammer. Ethan Hatcher's in for Casey. 93 WIBC. Babe, I love you.